Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast where we try to build understanding in this crazy world one conversation at a time. This podcast is released every Monday, hashtag Milana Monday, and consists of three segments. The first one is Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media from the previous week and we try to offer a new or different perspective. The second segment is called BTS, where we recap my past week, including new finds and exciting encounters and much, much more. And the last segment is called TV Recap, where we cover all TV that I watch, including reality scripted series documentaries docuseries and movies if uh, you're listening via podcast app make sure to subscribe leave a rating and a review there's usually a visual to this at youtube.com forward slash starring milana but unfortunately today there is no visual to this podcast as i um don't have my camera or my memory card so it is uh, audio only but Go to YouTube forward slash Drawing Milana anyway. Make sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Watch other videos. And also follow me on Instagram at Starring Milana. So uh, there wasn't an episode last week. I was out of town. It was my birthday week slash weekend. I was there for a wedding and to celebrate my birthday. Um, so yeah, no episode last week. But this is also my last episode for a little while because I'm going out of the country this week and then when I come back I'm going to take um, a couple of weeks off in July and I will be back in August for you guys. Before I get into the episode I have an announcement to make. There was a video that surfaced last week all over social media and TMZ of an Armenian gym owner who had some sort of event and one of the vendors that was invited to sell their product at the event was a Hispanic-owned company called Letiz Aguas Frescas. The video shows this gym owner basically telling his employees that they need to get this vendor out of there because they're Mexican. Um, they were discriminated against. This was so racist and so sad. The vendor packed up and left. The gym owner is somewhat known in the community. He's of Armenian descent. And if you read the comments, there was a divide amongst both communities. Chris and Eddie's is an Armenian-owned slider restaurant that started as a pop-up in LA as well. When they saw this video that represented hate and divide, they were triggered and wanted to bring both communities together. Their customer service base is very diverse, and they welcome everyone with open arms. They reached out to Letty's Aguas Frescas and invited them to pop up out of Chris and Eddie's for free. So Letty's Aguas Frescas will pop be popping out of Chris and Eddie's on July 3rd all day. So if you're available, take a drive to Hollywood and support both businesses as they try to prove that we are all one and combat the hate and divide that others try to inflict. You can also follow both of them on social media to keep up with updates at Letty's, L-E-T-Y-S, Aguas, A-G-U-A-S, and Chris and Eddie's, Chris, the letter N, Eddie's, E-D-D-Y-S. In this week's episode, we are talking about the European Union's new mandate, Lizzo changing her song lyrics, and Ohio teachers carrying guns to schools. Let's get straight into Talkworthy. So Lizzo got in trouble last week, and we are all going to have a lesson today because I definitely got schooled as well. Lizzo has released a new version of her song, Girls, for one of her... Um, because one of her lyrics stirred up controversy over its alleged ableist meaning. First of all, let me just define what ableist means to those of you who don't know. Ableism is the discrimination of and social prejudice against people with disabilities based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. At its heart, ableism is rooted in the assumption that disabled people require fixing and defines people by their disability. The lyric that they're referring to is 
do you, and I quote, do you see this shit? I'm spaz. I'm a spaz. According to USA Today, as a slang term, spaz has often been used to describe losing physical or emotional control, but has fallen increasingly out of fashion because of the word's origin from spastic, which is a form of muscular weakness, spastic paralysis, typical of cerebral palsy. So she put out the statement and changed the lyrics in the song. She said, let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language, Lizzo wrote. As a black fat woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me. So I understand the power words can have, whether intentionally or in my case, unintentionally. This is the result of me listening and taking action as an influential artist. I'm, ded I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been wanting to see in this world. So here's a few of the Twitter comments that um, I saw when people first heard this song. And I quote, Hey, Lizzo, my disability di cerebral palsy is literally classified as spastic diplegia, where spasticity refers to unending painful tightness in my legs, wrote Hannah Davini, a disability advocate and writer. Your new song makes me pretty angry, sad, um, angry and sad. Spast doesn't mean freaked out or crazy. It's an ableist slur. It's 2022. Do better. Another user at Autistic Calum said, I'm disappointed in Lizzo for using the word spaz in her new song, Girls. There's no excuse for using an ableist insult in a song in 2022 for someone who champions women, plus size people, and others whom society treats poorly. Lizzo preaches inclusivity and should do better. So these were just like two of the comments that I saw, but there were others that were more harsh. And I just feel like we should always try to come from a place of understanding on both ends, right? So Lizzo has to understand how that word affects some people and everyone else has to understand the fact that she probably had no idea that that word meant something different in uh, most countries or across the world. I mean, it technically means that in the U.S. as well, but we don't use that word in that way. And I will tell you that most people had no idea that it was an ableist term. I had no idea. Most people that I know had no idea because here in the U.S. that word is thrown around and is its meaning is like completely different for us anyway. We use it to describe ourselves or other people who are maybe like, I don't know, a nervous wreck, I would say. But in other countries, it's super offensive. It describes people as inept or incompetent. And she, like the rest of us, probably had no idea. So I feel like we should always just try to educate people, assuming they don't know and not um, bringing them down and, you know, piling up on them. So that's my thought on Lizzo and her song lyric change. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Europe has a new universal charger mandate. According to the New York Times, this month, the European Union announced a mandate that will require all new portable devices like smartphones, earbuds, and wireless keyboards to use a common charger by the year 2024. Two years later, the same rules will apply to new laptops. Even though this is going to be enforced in Europe, it will still affect the world because I doubt that like these companies are going to be continuing to make multiple types of chargers for everyone. I feel like because it's in Europe, it's going to really just affect all of us across the world. So what's the point of this, you might ask, right? Well, apparently it's to reduce e-waste. Um, sounds like it's specifically targeted at Apple, who's kind of known for changing its chargers pretty often. And trust me, like it's annoying for me too. Like they go from USB, USB-C or A, I don't even know what they have now, to have a new version of a charger for the latest laptop. And, you know, if I don't have my charger, um, I can't borrow someone else's because they have an older version. So I totally understand like the frustration with them constantly changing their chargers. And it's true. A lot of it creates waste, right? 
Um, but you can't argue that these chargers are getting smaller and lighter, which is better for us in the long run. Apple's concern in all of this is that it stifles introduction of new charging technologies because there will be a law put into place that will require USB-C only. So I feel like they think that because there is now a new law in place, it's going to make it harder for them to get new technologies approved. Like if they come up with a, you know, even lighter or smaller charger, they still have to go through the approval process in Europe to be able to make sure that they can use that kind of charger, which means the law will take technically have to change. So it's not going to be as simple as just, hey, introducing a new charger that they have. But this also means that Apple and Android and all other tech companies will now all use the same charging system, which I can actually appreciate. Again, we can use each other's chargers it'll be easy for public places to have charging stations because now everyone can charge their laptops everyone can charge their phones and we don't have to worry about what um, company you have for your products um, and I can also see how it can be annoying for these companies because if for any reason they want to be revolutionary and come up with like a new cooler lighter version they have to get it approved so I understand both sides of this I think that they should all figure out a wireless system though but then I go back and forth because like right now we have these wireless um, chargers, we just place our phone on them. It's like a little pad. And I think our AirPods can be charged through that as well. But what are you supposed to do with a laptop charger? You know, like it's going to require much more um, p battery power. So what does that wireless charger look like? Is it like a big pad that you have to carry around with you? Like at, if you're at home, that's one thing. But if you're going from, you know, place to place and you're going from meeting to meeting and you need to carry a charger with you like I do, are you now carrying around a big wireless pad? So I don't know if wireless is necessarily the solution either. Um, but I think that this is good and bad because now we can all be like on one system. It creates less waste. But at the same time, I think it's going to kind of halt the you know, uh, the new technologies and new ideas that these companies come up with when it comes to charging their items. So we'll see what happens. They still have two years um, for it to take into effect for phones and other smart devices and laptops is required by 2026. Before we get into the final story and Talkworthy, I want to talk about Nutrafol. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's normal. But it's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. Going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through the whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients and consistently effective dosages so you could get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. Over 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Milana to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Milana, M-I-L-A-N-A. 
The last story in Talkworthy is about the Ohio governor who has signed a bill into law that makes it easier for teachers to legally carry guns in schools. According to CNBC, the measure drastically reduces the amount of training teachers and other staff are required to undergo before they can possess a firearm on school grounds. Instead of 700 hours of training, teachers will be able to finish in less than 24 hours. The bill would allow local school districts, if so, if they choose, to designate armed staff for school security and safety. I'm adding that it was more practical than the state's previous standard. This law calls for eight hours of pre-qualification training every year, as well as training on stopping an active shooter, de-escalation techniques, and first aid care. Armed school personnel must have an annual background check, and school boards that choose to allow armed personnel must notify parents of that decision. Okay, I get that they're trying to do something about it, but I'm not sure that this is it. I think that the part of it where, you know, they have training on de-escalation um, techniques and first aid care is amazing. I think that's great, but um, I'm not sure that <laughs> this is the solution. I've talked about this before, um, but now this is like a little bit concerning because, you know, we've only talked about the thought of it, but now we're talking about like it actually coming to fruition, like teachers having guns, and now they are reduced to only needing 24 hours of training to carry that gun. Um, I think that they need to put a few armed police officers in the school if they don't already have them, or what? They probably like don't want to waste their taxpayer dollars on this. You'd rather make teachers do it. Teachers who are like, they're teachers. They're not the police. I've said this a million times. Teachers are not the police. If they wanted to carry guns and shoot people, then they would be the police. They're not. They're fucking teachers. And they only like require 24 hours of practice. That to me is wild. Also, yes, like they have to do a background check every year. That's great. And that makes sense. Like you should have a background check before carrying a gun. But this same governor that's requiring teachers to have a background check if they're going to carry a gun to school signed a law a few months ago removing training, background checks, and per permitting requirements to carry to conceal carry. So he literally signed in a law that allows any unstable person to carry a weapon without a background check. He's not requiring more police or any police in schools across the state. Instead, he's implementing a law that allows teachers to be armed in schools, but requires them to have a background check, but any, not any random Joe Schmo across the street. So you're still going to have armed shoot, armed, you know, shooters come into the school because you're not requiring statewide, uh, a background check. So you're still going to have someone come into the school. You still don't have the police force that you need inside of the schools to be able to stop that armed shooter. Instead, you're waiting for that shooter to come into the classroom and you hope that the teacher has a gun in their desk and has enough time to unlock the drawer and defend themselves and the students in the class. But by the time they're, I'm assuming it's going to be a locked drawer. By the time they're unlocking the drawer and the shooter's already inside of the school, like, yeah, I don't think that the kids or the people in that classroom are going to be saved. Maybe if they, if the next door classroom hear the gunshots, maybe they will be saved because that teacher is like prepared faster because now they heard gunshots and they have their gun out. But at the same time, like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, this still doesn't necessarily stop the problem. And also people think that teachers are to be 100% trusted. I don't think anyone is to be 100% trusted. Like no offense to teachers, but a bus driver, 
that drive school buses just last week transports kids back and forth was charged last week with reckless endangerment for taking THC gummies while driving. So like, I'm sorry. I think that people forget that teachers are regular people that have also had their own life problems and you never know how they're feeling, what can happen. Have you ever seen an unhinged teacher or a teacher that is so fed up with bad kids that they do something, they screen, they throw something at the kids, they hit the kids. I've seen this. It happens, right? And why give more people more weapons? It doesn't make sense. The point is to get less people holding weapons in their hands, not more. And then what if the gun gets in the hands of a bad apple on campus? Like, sure, you can lock up the gun inside of a drawer, but who's to say the keys don't get lost and someone takes the keys and opens it? Like, this law is you know, totally missing the point. It's not a step forward. It's not a step at all. In my opinion, I think that it's stupid. Um, and that's all I have to say to that. And that's all for Talkworthy. Let's get into BTS. First, I want to say congrats to uh, the Warriors. Always happy for Steph Curry. I totally fell off my sports wagon. I didn't even know there was a championship. I don't know anything that's going on except when it comes to the Lakers or the Rams. But even then, I only know if they're like close to winning something big. I don't know what's going on, but I am just been so busy that I literally don't know what's going on in the sports world. Um, I spent my birthday at the Waldorf Astoria. So I, it's called the Waldorf Astoria in Monarch Beach. I've been to this hotel, like I've been going there since for the past, I don't want to say like, 10 years it used to be the saint regis then it became the monarch beach now it became the waldorf astoria so it's been under three different management groups since i have been going there i don't really remember how it was before but i will say now they have like impe- impeccable service the staff was great and it's a beautiful hotel especially like uh, the south wing where they've upgraded their rooms it really is spectacular um i really love that hotel they have a beach club that they drive you down on golf carts they go down to the beach club and we uh there's a restaurant there and we order the wings and i have to tell you they are the best wings i've ever had and i know that people are gonna think i'm crazy because i you know barely started eating meat again after five years but the wings were so delicious that i would argue with anyone that they're probably the best wings and i my boyfriend who eats meat and has been eating meat also agrees with me so that's something. Um, but so now at this point in June, I've been to two weddings. I've been to an Armenian wedding and an Indian wedding. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities. There's like nonstop dancing, great food. It's super like formal dressing for the most part. Everyone's wearing gowns. Um, but I like had so much fun, but my feet were completely swollen. My shoes were kind of bamboozling me because as I was wearing them, they weren't hurting at all. Like my feet didn't hurt at all. But the second I got in my room and I took them off, they like blew up and were so swollen. I had to soak them in the bathtub every night because they were so bad. I couldn't even walk. Um, But I had a lot of fun. And now I'm going to my third wedding in June, which is out of the country. It's in Brazil. So uh, we're going to Brazil. And in Brazil, we're going to go to Sao Paulo and then to Rio. And then from there, we're going to fly to Argentina before coming back to the U.S. And if anyone is listening has been to either Brazil, um, Sao Paulo or Rio, uh, especially, or to Argentina, Buenos Aires, please DM me and send me recommendations. I'm really excited. I've never been, um, that to that part of the world before. Packing has been kind of rough for this trip because it's like not the high season in Brazil, but it's not like super cold, right? So it's still like 78, 79, 80, 84. So you can still pack like light and and bikinis and stuff like that. But in Argentina, it's winter. So you have to pack for the winter. When I say winter, I mean like, yeah, it's not snowing, but it's like 48 degrees. It's freezing. So I have to basically 
pack for both climates and that's been a little tricky for me because if you know me and you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know I am not a light packer I overpack so now I'm going to be overpacking for two climates and that's a little bit concerning to me especially since we're going to be moving around um you know through a couple of cities and also my boyfriend's not letting me pack anything nice no brand names nothing like that and I don't really know how to work around that so I'm trying to figure that out I went to Zara I grabbed a couple of um, you know, plain bags. They're so cute. Actually, I love them. Probably going to wear them after the trip as well. But I'm trying to like not look so, I don't know, out there or obvious. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to finish my packing hopefully tonight. Well, I have to because I leave Tuesday morning. Um, what else? Oh, by the way, when I say I'm an overpacker, I'm a fucking overpacker. I'm pl- planning to pack 12 pairs of shoes for 14 days. I mean, if that's not overpacking, I don't know what is. Um, and yeah, that's about it for my BTS. Before we get into the TV recap, I have to say that I actually, this is a hot take, I actually listened to Drake's album. I listened to about 65% of it and I love it. I don't know what the fuck people are talking about and I don't know what people are complaining about. And now let's get into TV recap. There is a show that came out. I haven't watched it yet, but I really want you guys to watch it. Maybe I'll... I'll recap it when I um, come back in August. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. And um, it's about the FLDS, um, I guess, are we going to call it cult or religious group? Um, I read, I think it's about Warren Jeffs. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure there's a lot about Warren Jeffs in there. And I read his daughter's uh, book, uh, Rachel Jeffs, who escaped this um, community. And it was very interesting. And I can't wait to watch this docuseries, I guess is what it is. I really recommend you guys watch it. I believe it's on Netflix. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And yeah, watch it and then we'll recap it when I'm back. Something that I watched this past week is the JLo halftime um, docuseries, I guess again, or documentary on Netflix. So I love this. I highly, highly recommend it. I love the build up to the halftime show. I love the background on JLo and her family because I didn't really know much about her. Um, I really never know how she feels or what she's thinking. Maybe I don't watch enough of her interviews, um, but it was really interesting what they said about her and Shakira and how um, even though she was honored to do the Super Bowl, I don't necessarily think she was too happy about it because they really think that they, it's kind of like a slap in the face asking, like, uh, I think the manager said this to Latinas to do the job of what's usually considered uh, for one performer. And like, you only have 14 minutes for the halftime routine show. So that means between the both of them, they have to split it halfway. So really she only got seven minutes when she would have really gotten 14 if she had, um, gotten the opportunity to do it to do this herself, which I think she fully could have carried the show herself. So I hope to, you know, I hope that she has the opportunity to do it again in a different way. Um, but all in all, it was great. It was really interesting. She worked so hard and it was, it was great to see that side of her. The, I watched the Kardashians also. Um, I'm sure everyone has already said this, but the level of dedication Kim has to getting her workout in, even when finding out that Tristan was cheating on Chloe is insane to me. And all I'm going to say is that people need to have more empathy for Chloe. I think it's easy to call her dumb and to tell her to leave, but when you have a family with someone, you try to do anything to make it work. And I really feel her. Like I wanted to cry for her. It's like it's you're kind of like exhausted. You're like again, you know, and I I understand where she's coming from and wanting to like have this family with her child, maybe have more children, but you know, it's just not working out for her and it's unfortunate and I just would hope people 
are nicer about it um also the kim's photo shoot with the four kids looked so stressful looked so hectic i wouldn't know what to do with all those kids running around crazy i think it would just be much easier with two parents um to take control and you know i just i can't imagine it all in all it was a great season and i'm really excited for the next one um let's get into housewives uh first i'm gonna do beverly hills so I swear Kyle and Garcelle are more alike than they realize. Um, they both are potsters. They both are very rational and reasonable and fair people. They are pretty much fair across the board, regardless if someone is their friend or not. Um, and I agree with Garcelle. Erica is bugging the shit out of me too. She's just acting like someone in high school, like pick me, pick me. Like every every argument has to go back to, uh, well, Sutton, are you sorry for what you did to me? Like over and over again. And it is kind of annoying too. And it's obvious that her and Rinna, they just don't like Sutton. So they'll defend anyone that isn't Sutton, which is like, isn't working in their favor because Crystal's dead wrong in the situation, period. And like Sutton is a little bit awkward, I would say, of course, but you can tell she's trying to stand up for herself more this season and she doesn't really know how to. So she thinks like using this like stern voice is going to like, really stop people from coming for her and I'm not sure that that's the solution and it kind of like it's just creates an awkward moment and I know that it puts her puts her in a state of panic because she doesn't really know how to like stand up for herself and so yeah I think that's interesting because I feel like her and Crystal both have that in common in a way and I do agree with like the victim thing and I actually really want to know more about these this friend group because if they've all heard it they've all heard the same thing like there must be some sort of truth to it. I've also had friends in my life. Some of them are no longer friends, but like they they had this a similar story. They would come to my group of friends and tell us how all their friend groups and it's happened twice. Like one girl in particular, it's happened twice to her where both of her friend groups uh abandoned her. Like one friend group abandoned her and then a few years later another one did and you know, when we heard the story, we we're like, "Oh my god, these girls are so awful, this and that." But then you then as years went by and we stopped being friends with her some of us we understood why that happened to her um it's really her and not them so you know I I I really want to know more about this because I'm sure there's some truth to it as to why Crystal's group of friends 14 of girls dropped her right all right next I'm going to talk about Real Housewives of Dubai I'm loving this show it is so interesting so far I still feel like we're in like the early stages and we're just kind of getting the build-up it's unclear like to me how rich they really are like I don't know if like how what rich means in Dubai but they're really bringing it especially um Chanel Ayan she is giving looks every single time the camera is on her um I'm also unclear about this beef between her and Caroline. I'm sure it'll work itself out. I'm going to sound a little bit uh, ignorant. I don't understand. I didn't understand what it really meant to be like from Dubai. Um, I guess that that like people from Dubai are considered Emiratis, and only like under twenty percent are um, from there. The rest are expats, like people from around the world, from Australia, um, a lot from America, the UK, um, just everywhere, and. They all speak English and like no one, not that obviously not the like expats. I mean like the people there and I don't really hear much, you know, much accents, especially like the kids that were like born there and lived there their whole life. They just, they just, they're speaking English. I don't even hear any accents. So I wonder if it's like 
also like English and Arabic are like the two main languages. I don't know if it's like the main, you know, it's, I don't know if one is considered more of a main language since over 80% of people there are expats and probably speak English. So that's really interesting. But I'm glad that they gave us at least one person who's originally from there, which is Sarah. And I saw a clip of Phaedra making an appearance and I'm really excited to see Phaedra. I really wish Atlanta would bring her back. Um, Speaking of Phaedra and Atlanta, is it just me or are they ganking up on Candy this season? I feel like, you know, there's Kenya who's talking about all criticizing uh, Candy for all this sex, sex stuff. There's Marlo who's talking mad shit. Like that was really bad, all the stuff she said about Candy. And Sheree's kind of talking shit too, who I thought was her friend. Um, Candy has kind of been always like a constant on the show. She's friends with everyone and she's very like neutral. And I think maybe Kenya is trying to become that now. And I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like Candy was kind of like, like the, you know, kind of like the HBIC after like, uh Nini left and then like her and Portia kind of share that now Portia left so I would say it's like more her now so I feel like people are kind of like ganging up on her because um I think they're just trying to come for her spot and I don't I I don't know how I feel about this I don't like it I don't agree with them um it's probably is frustrating to be her friend because she probably is kind of like focused on herself and her work and maybe she's not checking in in the ways that they want her to but this is not the solution like talking all this shit about her saying these nasty things and I'm kind of torn on Marlo like she's a good friend especially to Sheree she did a really kind gesture but she said some really awful awful things about Candy so I don't know I need to see how this plays out the Sonya thing is stupid like I she literally picked a side for no reason she had did not need to go at Drew she did not need to pick a side she's really just trying to like claim her spot on the show and it's silly um and I love having Sheree back, you know, third time's a charm, but it was really, it, it's great to have her back. First of all, she's giving everything. She gives shade, she gives humor, she gives vulnerability. Um, but it was really sad to watch her get stood up by um, Tyrone and I just feel awful for her. So yeah, I want to see where the rest of the season takes us. It's so far so good with Atlanta. Um, that's all that I have for now. If you guys want to keep up with me, Make sure to follow me at Starring Milana on Instagram. I'll be giving my trip updates, my life updates there. Maybe I'll do some TV recaps there until I'm back in August. The other thing is I'm reading a book. Um, I started a book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and it's so good. It's like addicting to read, and I'm sure I'll recap that when I get back also. um, And then hopefully in August, I can pick up the book club again so you guys can all join. But in the meantime, happy summer, happy June, happy July. Um... I am going to miss recording, but I need a little bit of a break in between my trip. Um, and when I come back, I need to regroup a little bit. So again, make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review, share old episodes. Um, make sure to follow me on um, Instagram at Star Milana, and I will be back soon.